And with the launch of the party, we're going to offer an incentive of $10,000. A bonus. Bonus. On top of your commission. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 278 of The Real Word. Word is up. So our brand new studio. Brand new. It's three minutes down the road I in our office. I was really ready for it until but I got to the office. We're at 66 High Street. Yes. It's our new development. The final building is launching next week. That is true. And so we're recording the pod from here. We'll tell you exactly why we're doing that at the end of the pod. I love it. All right, but first, let's jump into racket number one. Mortgage professionals living paycheck to paycheck. This is on nowbam.com. Shout out to Sarah Lentz for writing the piece. 60% of mortgage professionals, Nicole, are living paycheck to paycheck. This is according to the 2023 Mortgage Industry Commission and Retention Report based on a survey conducted by Every. I've never heard of them. Every. Nope. With no Y. No Y. E-V-E-R-E-E. Uh, over 31% of the 314 survey respondents plan to leave the industry next year, while 15% remain uncertain about their future as mortgage professionals. I wonder Nicole, why next year. Why not this year? Yeah, you know, they're planning. They're getting ready. They're getting, they're getting ready? They're not I, getting a, any paycheck, so why not know. leave now? Um, so does this make sense? Obviously, the refi, you know, Business has just gone Over. gone away pretty yep. much. Okay, refinances uh, in comparison to last year and certainly in comparison to 2021 has virtually disappeared, disappeared for mortgage professionals. It is a large percentage of business for lenders who are getting in and are newer, don't have a book of purchase business right. built up. Right. So that, that part makes sense. But overall, more, you know, this big of a number living paycheck to paycheck, 60%. Are you shocked by that? No, I actually it would be a little bit more. That'd be more. I do. Yeah. I mean, you think about how many, how many sales are actually happening, right? I mean, if you're not in with a mortgage per, I mean, with a with a real estate professional yourself, I mean, man, you are literally paddling upstream. Seventy-two point six percent of respondents would choose to work for one company over another based solely on their faster commission payments. It sounds like there's a lag in well, payments. Well, yeah, the, the paragraph before that was saying that some people don't get paid for four yeah. weeks. Sometimes it's 10 days. I mean, that's quite a long time. That is a long. I don't know. Let us know in the comments if you experienced that with that, with your real estate yeah. commission. Certainly, we don't. It's automatic no. basic well, payment. Well, it's not but automatic. I, I have. But it's I mean, it's pretty like quickly. within a couple of days. Oh, I mean, for what do you, shizzle. What do you expect yeah, there? but a month. I mean, <laughs> um, woo. Yeah, you have heard some real real estate brokerages, mostly small. I haven't heard this on any of the big brokerages where there's like a lag in payment. <laughs> right. Uh, let us know in the comments if you ever experienced that. Sixty-five percent want payment in a week or less, but only 40% get paid that quickly. I mean, in a week or less, you should you should be able to get your money in a week or less. The money's available. It is available. It's available. 38.5% uh, are not happy with how quickly they get paid. 82.2% would be more likely to keep working for their current employer if they receive their commission payments within 24 hours. So it's, wow. it really comes down to like how quick they can access the yeah, money. There's some desperate people. On the closing. Huh? All right. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. I never... And let's, we're going to react to this video. Um, but before we do that, I never cared 
if it was two days or a week or two weeks or whatever, not that it ever took two weeks, I guess I would start caring then. Well, but again, if it's, if it's usually taking that long, it's because you haven't handed in a piece of paperwork. Right. It's, it's and usually I'm like, my fault. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm like, I didn't even realize I didn't get paid. When I first started. Yeah. I was actually cashing checks. the checks. So so once I started building up my business. We have someone on the team that does that. And like every like six months, she like cashes like 10 of them. And I'm like, how are you able to get by? She's not worried about the uh, paycheck to paycheck mentality. No, like clearly these not. Now we know most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Right. So this is, you know, falls in line with the trend here. For sure. Let, let's react to this video uh, specifically on agents from TikTok. What's the longest you've gone without a paycheck in real estate? One year. What's the longest you've gone without a paycheck in real estate? Uh, I went six months without a paycheck. Unfortunately, three months. My first year, I went nine months without a paycheck. 30 days. Hey, Caleb, what's the longest you've gone without a paycheck in real estate? The longest I've gone without a paycheck is 45 days. Hey, Jen, what's the longest you've gone without a paycheck in real estate? Well, I'm admin for real estate, so about seven days. <laughs> hey, Nicole, what's the longest you've gone without a paycheck in real estate? It's been about 10 weeks. You've gone into real estate without a paycheck? Um, when I started real estate, I went six months before I closed my first house. All right, what's the longest you've gone into real estate without a paycheck? Three and a half months. So if, if you're a new agent getting into real estate in the three and a half months, the six months, the, the nine year. months, the year, if that scares you, there was somebody in there who said, hey, I'm a, I'm a real estate admin, and so I only wait seven, seven days. days. Th that's the other side of it. You know, admin you have a set salary, you know what you're getting paid. Um, obviously with set hours. technology that there's gonna be, unless you advance into management in real estate, there's gonna be limited upside on what you can make as an admin. Right. And then all the risk and reward comes in on the sales side. You're right. a sales professional. So you eat what you kill, you go out there and obviously you're gonna be rewarded for the deals that you make. The, the All those time frames, six, nine months, 12 months, to me tells me, as a new agent, you probably weren't in the right environment to get you jump started. You didn't have the leads, didn't have the training, didn't have the oh, support. For sure. Didn't have for the, sure didn't have the leads. Yeah, yeah didn't the have support. the right team or brokerage. Yeah, or gui yeah, guidance. Three training. to six months in the beginning can make sense for a number of different reasons. Once you get rolling, yeah, there should never be a three month gap. Right. I think in this market for, or, or actually in like, I shouldn't say this market. I feel like now, like when I got it in 2010, I think I had like a Blackberry, like I, there was no Wi-Fi, So you had to be at the office to like see things. Well, what's the longest since you Mine take was, out like the beginning, oh, the but beginning. since you got your first paycheck, what was the longest gap? If you, I mean, I'm sure you don't have it memorized, but what I do you don't think? have it memorized. I don't know. I would say at least 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Thir at least 30 days. Yeah, I guess that probably makes sense. I don't really remember long gaps when I was a producing agent well, but I think between what, I think, paychecks. But I think you also notice there's like times where things pop. So you have six that close. Right, for sure. So you're sort of just like stockpiling your cash and that. you're not worried. And then it's that. like, okay. And then as soon as it's like, oh my goodness, I haven't gotten paid in a while, things then start closing again. But so, something happens. If you really work in the business, there's a referral that comes in or a small yeah. check. You got to be willing to do multiple deals to get all the checks. If you're just cherry picking big high deals, you know, sometimes a luxury agent can fall into this. That's where I think you have these long gaps. You, you, right. you know, I know some luxury agents in Naples, it's like they'll go six, eight, nine months without a paycheck, but then they pop a $400,000, Yeah, I mean, check. I think you're all right there. No, I'll, I'll pop one of those they're, once a year. They're playing a different game. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for 
you know, most of America, most of the agents want to try to get up to a 40 deal year. Cause then you're kind of, you're getting a paycheck a week, mm-hmm. you know, 40 to 50 deals a year gives you a paycheck a week. Mm-hmm. If it's your primary income, if it's, you know, if, if you're the, breadwinner of your family am i allowed to say breadwinner anymore i think you're is allowed to a, say breadwinner has that word been canceled no because it doesn't no? reference a man or a woman all right bread is the, a they <laughs> if you're the they winner of your family mm-hmm. then you, you want to get a paycheck a week that's 40 50 deals right. per year yeah i've never done that many deals yeah but we've got agents on the team that are doing close to that no i think and, it's great well i get I, and again i think back to like the beginning right now you have 50 closed deals that's now 50 referral sources too absolutely. so it just propels your your following years again we always say it you know build a career not a year um and again i think i think once you hit certainly the 50 that's fabulous no matter how you break out the commission right there's there's a hundred percent of something and then there's splits and all these things over time you're going to s- continue to see what's called commission compression, where it's literally the commission amount is being compressed or the fees associated with earning the commission, you know, call it Zillow premier agent where, you know, over two thirds, you know, two out of every three buyers are using that site. You know, they're Mm -hmm. attaching a 35% fee or you can name any other sources like that of lead opportunities or the technology and the expenses that you're putting onto your business. So that's where I think in the future, you'll probably have less agents, but, but the agents to make the same amount of money they're making in the past 10 years are probably going to have to do five to 10 more deals, For sure. but the deals, you know, AI, all these other things that are going to be introduced over the next five to 10 years are going to be a little more streamlined. Well, even just getting leads now from those those sources that are requiring a 35% referral fee, I mean, those weren't around 10 years ago. That's so right. getting a deal was so much more difficult. You had to sit at open houses that nobody came to in That's order great, to generate a buyer. It's easier to generate 40 to 50 transactions. So easy right two, now. Even in this market. So much than easier. Than it was in 2013. Hell yeah. I mean. Yeah, let us know if you agree with that, by the way. Hell yeah. For yeah. sure. That yeah. It was easier to get a lot of lead flow. Lots, now, yeah, yes. Than, than it was in, in 23. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you agree or disagree. Easier to do large amounts of transactions because of the different lead opportunities that are aggregated that you can be involved with than it was 10 years ago. Of course, if you were in the business 10 years ago. If you were in the business 10 years ago, you heard every single seller objection Always. in the book. Because yep. those are actually high inventory years. So racket number two, this is a piece by Tom Tool. How to overcome the top four seller objections. Of course, Tom Tool has a great objection handling course that you can get access down below. If you just join BMX, his course is now open to everybody that's a BMX member. Great, I love it. He's the king of objection handling. He's the king. Get his course, others, as well as the private community by signing up for BMX. Use the code REALWORD to get 10% off. No, 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 don't no leave, space. no spaces. So Nicole was trying to sign up. I've been trying to sign up BMX, and it keeps saying space. that I, I did, I had the space. So, so no, no space. space. Thank you, Nicole. Yes, Real word. we figured it out. Down below. No spaces. 10% off your annual subscription, not the monthly. All right, so objection handling. Obviously, Tom is the king at this. And here's the objection handling formula. Then we're going to go through the top four objections that you might be faced with right now from sellers. So the formula is number one, acknowledge it. Got it. Number two, address the objection. Make sure that you acknowledge and you address what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Number three, go for a close or ask another question. 
Okay. Questions give us the control and right. sales situation in an educating situation. We're the educators, you know, Dave Ramsey always says great real estate agents have the heart of a teacher. You're going to be asking a great teacher is actually asking questions and listening so that they can help you, the student navigate where to go to next. That's what a great coach does a great mentor, however you want to describe it. All right. So objection number one, the timing isn't right. Yep. You hear that a lot in this market? All the time. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's not even a matter of it being, they want to sell this year, but it's like, all right, I have this graduation. I have somebody coming in into town. My son's room is a disaster. My daughter's going to college. Like it's, so it's not Blue that it's the, not the right market. It's just, it's. Summertime. Yeah. Like maybe in 30 days, maybe in 60 days, maybe in 40. Like it's just figuring out what that actually New listings looks like. This year is trending towards the all time low. We're a little bit, a little bit higher on active inventory than last year, which was an all time low. But those two numbers are about to cross and we may be in second half, actually have less inventory in the second half of last year, which yeah. is crazy, but yeah. new listings coming onto the market is actually lower. And so there's a lot of people with the timing isn't right. And this is what, how Tom tool would handle this objection. Hey, Mr. Seller, I totally get it. Most people want to find the ideal time to list or sell or even buy. A lot of our clients have felt that same way. And it's a common thing to believe you want time. You want to time it perfectly to not interrupt your life. Of course. Out of curiosity, what does the ideal time look like for you? Right. So get the the other part, you know, the consumer, your client to articulate and actually speak into existence what that perfect time would be. Well, you know, we just got through the graduation. We got the fourth coming up. We're going to do a picnic. Right. And we've got a bunch of family members coming. But then the end of July, we're pretty quiet. Which we're not going anywhere. Realistically, is very quick. Like to yeah. get yourself ready in thirty days, this is the but best time to be talking you, to us. Yeah, you may get that seller to start acknowledging that. Well, I guess I could be ready for August first. Right. You know, I guess I guess I could be ready for August first. So what do we need to do between now and then? Boom! You hit them with the game plan. After asking that question, stop talking and hear what they have to say. You're going to listen to that dialogue, uh, and and really then take it from the next step. They're going to go over what. Uh, they're trying to figure out like I just did, you know, I got this, I got that, I got mm -hmm, the other thing. Mm -hmm. And so Tom's response is going to be, okay, got it. If I could show you how we can help navigate all of those conditions and what's happening in the market right now to make this move happen for you in a stress-free manner, would you be open-minded about a quick strategy session or a planning meeting to go over what that would look like for you? So this is like over the phone. I had an agent um, yesterday, we were, we were talking through some of these professional conversations like Tom's outlining here in this mm -hmm. piece. And she's like, you know, I know that's the right thing to say, but it sounds salesy. Hmm. So what'd you say? I said, if you're doing, if you know you're coming from a place of educating and helping them, right. You number one, you're a salesperson, right? But number two, your confidence level, knowing that you're helping and educating is going to make something like this sound authentic and real it just right. sounds like real talk so what was the concern because like she was going to be repeating it verbatim and it wasn't the, a natural the sentence the concern is that she feels like she's she doesn't want to push people she no. she doesn't want to try to and that's where you're going to be that's but aren't you sitting at a table having a conversation with someone that wants to that's sell interested they're just trying to navigate yeah. it and most people hmm. just need to articulate it and be guided in the right direction you know it, 
think about it. Like when I say heart of the teacher, think about when you were in school. Your teacher didn't just let you do whatever the heck you wanted. Right. You know, you're going to end up in ISS if you're doing whatever the heck you wanted. Or mm -hmm. you're going to end up, you know, having a discussion with the teacher. You have to guide people right. into the direction that they should be going based off of the facts that they've presented to you. If you don't like to sell, if you don't like to have these types of conversations, then you're going to be going back to the six month, nine month, 12 month gap. Or finding paychecks. a new job next year. Or you're going to be like the lender finding the new job. Number two, the house isn't ready. Mm -hmm. How do you handle this objection? Well, let's ignore Tom Dool's advice because you're one of the best at getting a home ready. We're sitting in this beautiful unit. Beautiful here unit. 66 High Street. Mm -hmm. You helped pick out the staging and well, I mean, I, we, all of this. I didn't. I didn't pick out any of the furniture, you but didn't I, pick just, any of them. I just. I just. I told us who we should use. Nicole selected the stager. <laughs> I selected the stager and had full faith. Um, I, if I'm at their home, I'm usually walking around. I'm like, tell me what it is that you feel like you need to do. And I'll let you know if that needs to happen or not. Because I think a lot of it, they're feeling very overwhelmed. Like, oh my goodness, I have to paint this. I have to do this. I have to do my kitchen. I have to do my bathroom. So I usually just let like, I'm like, then let's get up and walk through the house and figure out what it is that's on your list of things to do. And I'll let you know if I feel as though you need to do them or not. Would you say that this is ready for the market, this unit here? Well, the painters are, they, I they think, still... two feet away when we started the pod. <laughs> I still see some blue tape around, but I do think that this, yeah, the unit... I mean, minus the light fixture that's hanging above us that that's getting changed out. Don't replaced. show the light fixture. Don't show the light fixture. Now. Besides that, no, we're in great shape here. Is yeah. it ready for the party next week that everybody listening to this, even if you want to fly in... Yeah, please come on up. We have a party come. next Thursday, the 29th, from 5 to 9. June 29th. We have a like a, a portable bar coming in and a right. live band and food that is not the reason that we no, are that's not the reason we're so here you, you still gotta wait we're gonna tell yeah. you exactly the reason this could make you some money by the way the reason that we are recording yes. from right here so you could make some money off of this lots of money pod mm -hmm. and then you could go use you know uh, 120 bucks minus the 10 percent on your bmx subscription i mean that's how cheap bmx oh is you're, you're still gonna have thousands of dollars after what we tell you at the end of this thousands pod all right objection okay. number two the house isn't ready so yep. tom says i hear you uh, getting a home ready for market is a big chore. Big Just chore. imagine what it would be like if someone gave you a specific guidance to prep the property and get it ready for the market. So this is, again, on the phone. I'm going to give you that guidance. I'm going to show you, like you're saying, I'm going to come show you exactly what you got to do. Or I can give you, you know, to get it ready for individuals the that we use, for sure. Yeah, having help in this situation is absolutely Huge. critical because it's a stressful situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to go. Objection number three. I don't know if I sold the house. Great. I got the money, but I, I can't live in my bank account. Yes. Where do I go next? Yeah. What do you got for I that? don't have that. I don't have an answer. You're for just that. like, you're I'm just like, I, on that one? I don't, I don't blame you. No, I mean, I, like you're saying you acknowledge it. You understand it. Um, I do reassure people and tell them that I've never not been able to find someone a house. So, but I do think it's important to find out if they have any backup plans. Like, do you have the ability to live with somebody? Do you have a place you can go? How about a short-term rental? Like, what are, what are the options? Like, what are your options? And like, what yeah. options can I provide you? Tom's taking, you can read the piece down below. He's talking about months of supply and, you know, total inventory is up this year in comparison to last year. So going Phil Jones style, having an opening, hitting them with a fact. So he's hitting them with a fact yep. on inventory and then going back to the question. Your fact could also be a story. You know, I continue to reference my parents who were like, oh my gosh, the end of last year, Naples market in their community hit an absolute peak. Uh, this was a little bit over a year ago. I'm sorry. And they sold it at peak pricing. So they made half a million. They went and, and rented 
for yep. 12 plus months in the interim. It wasn't the place they wanted to be, but to make a half a million at that point in their life being retired was a significant Huge. part of the decision-making process. And so you can tell that story and then ask the question, would you be willing, you know, or, or can you see yourself living in a rental, in a condo that maybe isn't your dream home, but a stepping stone to get you right. there. Yeah, well, you definitely have to have that conversation because that's a, a huge reality. Absolutely. So instead of them thinking that they're going to find a place, yeah, you definitely have to have all the conversations so that if that option is the only option, then they're not disappointed. So objection four would be mm -hmm. we've got an off-sale, uh, an off-market sale in the works. And my story that we've shared on here would be a perfect Don't do one. it. You know, you don't do that. I had an off-market <laughs> sale. And then I had to go list it onto the market and I'm, you know, listen, we see, we saw, we did over 700 deals. Shout out to the team making the thousand, uh, this year, number yeah. one team in Connecticut, the thousand on real trends. Love it. So we saw over 700 transactions on our own team last year. And I'm still, I was still dumb enough to do an off market deal. It was a complete disaster. The guy was a moron and uh, I had to get out of the deal. We, well, it was very easy to get out of the deal. It was easy to get out of the deal. I just had to say bye bye. Know, goodbye. Yeah. Basically. Well, I, well, I I mean, you were not that nice. No. And then, no. so we got out of the deal. We got a termination and then we put it on the market. You sold in a day. We had, yeah. you know, I think we had a uh, multiple, do we have multiple offers? No, that was just a really, the first one was just, yeah, it was just a great really offer. Lovely. So we took the offer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want to be on the market. And so, so Tom's like, that's exciting. Off market sales have some positives. Can I also tell you why they make me nervous? So I tell the story of, you know, what happened to, to myself. Sure. You probably have a similar story where a buyer, know, you know, this guy was a savvy guy. He knew. He didn't compete against the market, so he thought me had, he had me in a corner. And he was trying to chip away at inspections. Chipping, yeah. Instead of like knowing, oh my gosh, I was up against three other offers. I can't yeah. really chip away at inspection, right? right? Well, um, the problem there though too was that he wasn't buying it for himself. He was buying it for his mom. So he didn't have like a huge vested interest in it either. But. And so Tom gets in and you can read the piece. I love it. I bet you're a bit like me. You want to get as much money for your property. Here are the stats. He's referring bright MLS, his mm -hmm. MLS. Here are the stats that show how much more you're going to get as opposed to, you know, what a for sale by owner. Yeah. And there's a difference of 13% in his particular MLS. You could pull the number for yours, but 13% is going to outweigh, I would assume, almost everybody's commission. There. For sure. Okay. Uh, so you can read that piece. Great piece by Tom Tool. Certainly use the code RealWord to get access to his objection handling course. Right. Which you now have full access to in bam x all right nicole here we are racket number you made it to the end three. they made it to the end we are here yeah new development 66 high street we have nine mm. units left so we started with the mill building maybe you could flash a couple pictures here mm -hmm. you go 66 mm -hmm. high street st.com if you want to check everything out but the mill building was the first building horton group development yep there uh, were 15 units yeah, preserve this historic it was, site it was, it was 15 units yep and then each of the the three new buildings mm -hmm. that they uh, developed here on site yep. were designed for 14 total units. Now, each building ended up being a little less because you have people that combined, combined units. A, a couple units. Yep. But each building was designed for 14 units. So right now we've got some units here in the in the Chittenden. It's the Chittenden building. Building. Yep. That the last of the project, the last phase that have been pre-sold. Finally, the building is ready to go. It's just about complete. We have a party next week. And, yes. and so here's here's what we're going to debate here for a second on on if we are making the We're going right to be debating move. with ourselves, though. We're debating with ourselves. there's no one to debate with. But let us know in the comments. Please. So we already have three pre-sold. Yep. 
we have nine units remaining on a project that is over a $70 million project. We've set every single record in Connecticut price per square foot, mm-hmm. highest condo sales. And this isn't fair for the development. This yeah. I mean, the developer did such an, an amazing job. He created a market out of thin air. Yep. Um, that never existed before. There was, and there's some resales here that people are doubling their money. money. It's crazy. Yeah, but there are a lot of agents said to Nicole, and oh my gosh, you, you're not going to get those prices. And and between the marketing and the vision from the developer, blew all of those uh, doom and gloomers away oh, yeah, with yeah. what's happened. So sure. we've got. I, I've just described everything, not not for a pat on the back, but just to position what I'm about to tell you. So you would think in that case. Why would you even offer another incentive? Why would you need an incentive? And so we've got the party next Thursday. And Mm -hmm. and with the launch of the party, we're going to offer an incentive of $10,000. A bonus. Bonus. On top of your commission. On the tippity top. On the top. All these commissions are on, you know, a million eight and up Mm -hmm. sales. Right. right? Because everything's starting at a million eight here. Mm -hmm. You would get a $10,000 commission on top of that. Or a bonus on top of that commission. Yes. So... Is this the right move? I haven't seen anybody do this in years. Years. When there was high inventory. We're in low inventory. This this development's in extremely high demand. We we have three units completely finished to actually show. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know well, from there, the data. There actually will be n- nine units completely finished by next week. By next week. Yeah, but only and three will be staged. Will yes. be staged like this. Yes. But we know from the data from the previous buildings that... If you build it, they will come. When the units are done, they <laughs> sell immediately. So yes. why are we willing to give 10000 away? And oh, by the way... By the way. If you just refer an agent... I mean, refer... If, as an agent, if you refer a buyer here to 66 High Street to to us, uh, you're going to get the $10,000 bonus $10, on top bonus. of your referral check. Okay. So no matter how the buyer comes, and this is how you can make money, you can refer somebody in position between Boston and New York. You have a lot of people that have a kid in Boston and kid in New There's York. There's a lot of people that, that live here, here that yeah. do have children in both cities. Yep. So, so it's a unique spot on the Connecticut Shoreline, small town, all of that. But is this the right move? with the amount of leverage we have to go out there and offer $10,000. Here are some of the objections. Maybe they're like, well, why, you know, why would, why do they want to offer $10,000? Oh, are they worried? Maybe they're, maybe they're in trouble. Uh, do they think, are they in they trouble? Think the recession's coming. The they don't think that they're going to sell. Uh, yeah. All this kind of things. And the positive is that we want to drive a lot of activity, tell a new marketing story, yep. be able to get agents really interested in this property who haven't been able to sell a unit you know, who maybe have some people on the fence right. and they can then use some of these objection handling skills to push their, to push their client into coming and seeing the right. property and, and what have you. And so that, that's kind of the debate. Um, obviously we went with this decision to go for 100%. It. In do, my mind, there's, there's not a negative to this. I mean, what's yeah. the negative? Who doesn't want an extra $10,000? I agree with you. I think it'll motivate a lot of individuals to actually finally come and visit the complex. Think about how many agents are in this little town and still haven't even seen this project. So if at the very least we'll get a lot more eyeballs on it, a lot more people motivated. Um, and I just don't, I don't see a negative. I don't see the, a negative. That's ultimately when we're going back and forth on this. Love to know your thoughts in the in the comments. Uh, when we're going back and forth on this, it's like ultimately there's no negative. It's another story we can tell in our marketing. The buyers that are coming here and the community that's been built up here, they're not going to be like 
worried about, you know, oh my gosh, are, are they worried? None of that. These these folks here that live yeah. here, they're not worried about a recession. They're not worried. Um, they don't. Trust mm, me. No. You know, that that's not, uh, it just is what it is. This is just a different league. Yeah. It's a different environment. So the people that are coming here and, and looking at these units aren't thinking about that. They're making a lifestyle decision. For sure. Um, they're, they're making a decision based off of where they want to be. They want to have something that they can almost treat as a hotel room oh, with all of the amenities yep. um, where, you know, they can walk And a lot of them do. That. A lot of people that do live here, it is a hotel for yeah, them. Yeah, because they own it's two their, or three other properties. For sure, yeah. So that was ultimately a decision. There's no negative. Just like having an open house on a listing, you've got another angle as opposed to just listed. You know, and, and here we've got another angle for marketing and interest and to drum up activity. We're having the party next week, which you're, you're certainly invited to if you want to make a trip to Connecticut. It's June 29th. We will have contracts five. waiting. I think there's going to be three, four, maybe, wow, I heard a number, maybe four? 500 people. Take a deep breath. Jay said he thinks it's going to be 500 people. I mean, come on, Jason. There's be a lot of people here. Nicole ordered a roll-up bar, which I've never seen in my it's life. A big, it's a pub. It's a full-on bar. You walk up Full into bar. the pub. Mm -hmm. So we'll I, have I mean, you have to. Drinks, food, band, the whole thing. Uh, but it, more importantly, if you've got somebody, uh, obviously in the luxury price point, who's thinking about, the East Coast, and you want a $10,000 check on top of your referral, uh, reach out to us. You There's can send us motivation. a DM. You can also email Nicole, Nicole at oneteamct.com. And let us know in the comments, good move, bad move, your thoughts on agent bonuses in this market. Love to hear from you. And, uh, and then maybe we'll see you at the party. I think we will. Open invite. I look forward to it. Till next will week. Will I see you at the party? You will, which Good. means Tom Ferry, you will not see me in Dallas. I haven't told him yet. Oh, well, now it's you know. It's on my calendar. Oops. So sorry. Uh, I was supposed to go golfing with TF. Well. So I'm giving up golfing, Nicole, at a amazing golf course. That I don't think just, that there's a decision that needs to be. There. I think you know the right thing to do. Which is stay here? Of course. Yeah, stay here. Invite but Tom. Maybe Tom wants to come here. TF, I'm sorry. DJ, I'm sorry. I can't take your money, but uh, catch time. you on the next time. We'll next catch time. you next week. Keep it real. See you guys.